parliament and uh, remember a major story of this hour is the fire that has engulfed the KGTR market, the redeveloped KGTR market that cost us more than $200 million. You're keeping a close eye on that and we'll be bringing you more on News Night, which starts in a minute. One gonna, one gonna, one gonna pit, pit. News night tonight, KJTR market on fire. We are live uh, to the ground where the fire service is now struggling, battling to put out that inferno. We'll be hearing from eyewitnesses and the fire service also tonight. It is unacceptable. Upper West Regional Health Boss fumes as he brands doctors forced to use mobile phone lights for surgeries at the Wild West District Hospital as a result of non-functional theater lamps as a responsible. Endangering the lives of patients by using phones, which I believe is not even correct because that would be an act of irresponsibility. When there are nearby hospitals, you can easily refer to be operating with, with mobile phones is unacceptable. We will tell you the story of the struggles of health personnel in the discharge of their duties. Next week, uh, it's not actually, Professor has just said, it's not that far, it's tomorrow. Tomorrow we will see the decline in prices. That, that we expect. Tonight, Vice President claims tomorrow's reduction in fuel prices is due to the much-touted gold for oil deal. How if we say that uh, gold for oil is what is accounting for the, the, the drop in the prices when even the international market prices are dropping? But this session has been uh, disputed. We'll hear from the boss also uh, the, press, the vice president's declaration of how much the state is saving in excess of $4 billion from the gold for oil deal. Details of that all here on News 9 Plus. In the Ghana Man series today, the spotlight is on the unique community called Zoliba in the Upper East region where a mahogany tree plays a key role. This bond 
between the Zoliba communities is represented by this majestic mahogany tree, which is a shrine for the communities. In business. Now, bondholders that didn't participate in the domestic debt exchange program received payment for coupons and principals the match last month. And in sports, Chris Heaton was appointed to ensure continuity in the Black Stars. A GFA Executive Council member reviews reason for Heaton's progression from technical advisor to Black Stars coach ahead of Monday's unveiling. Now you want to stay with us for that and more here on News Night Plus. Your views are welcome. 055 with that breaking news story coming out of the uh, Kumasi where the Kejitia market has been on fire since 4.30 and uh, we are learning a bit more about the extent of this inferno that has ravaged this redeveloped market. We are hearing uh, from eyewitnesses telling us in our report on the ground reporting that people are having to jump uh, from higher floors just to escape the inferno. The fire service has been battling this uh, this blaze uh, and uh, to try and put it out. Uh, our report on the ground, Nalaya Boache, uh, has been speaking uh, to the fire service, but also uh, to eyewitnesses. <laughs> the moment there is no fire because they have brought everything under control you can see that they are entering the building to make sure that everything is is being quenched the fire has been quenched totally but right now it is smoke smoke coming in smoke coming in um, 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 frequently so they are doing their best to make sure that the smoke coming will, will be brought um, under control and then the people inside there would also be rescued totally so that is the situation here they are trying their best they are entering to make sure that people inside there are being rescued fire has been brought down but the smoke is what is getting out of and they are trying their best to make sure that there is no smoke um, at all um, I see some of the fire service personnel behind you. Is there someone we could probably speak to to give us education on what's happening from the technical point of view, what we see on our screens, what it means, and where we are with this operation? Is it possible? Can we get close to some of them uh, to find out if we can be giving technical education on what exactly or where we are now as we speak? So I, I was trying my best to get the head of the um, um, National Fire, Ghana National Fire Service um, to speak to him, but then he says that we should give him time. He would um, address us in no time. But as I speak to you, I'm trying my best to get some of the people who got affected and then find out from them how this fire started, what is their situation now, what are they going to do, what is the new development, what is the way forward. So I'll find out from some of them um, um, and I'll ask him. This man here is also somebody who saw the situation. I'll me <laughs> Me bell no a plug good radio. Me bell no a plug good radio, mamma. I didn't be Bluetooth in the 
it is low battle, pre-sad. Now, baby, a problem, you was she sent your mouth for problem. And see, baby, a problem, you a whole minute we see no satire. And now, my men so one day, I for a car body for near the end of the sensor. And see, no, at what is Anno, and a car body, no flash, yes, a blast, and a major. Fresh, <laughs> Okay, so he says that he was coming up there to the KJTR market to buy something from the Dubai, the upper part of the building. But then as, the, as he was buying the things, the fire started. So everything he bought got burnt. So he is saying that it started about 1 hour 30 minutes ago. So I'll find out from others and then I'll ask them what they saw. I'll find out from this woman here. So she is saying that the fire service, they have done their best to, to uh, quench the fire or to bring the fire down. But then up there we can see smoke coming in and then they are extending their pipes inside the Kajetia market, the upper part, to make sure that everything is in order. We can see leakages, yes, because of the fire outbreak. We can see so many leakages or so much leakages. They are trying their best to bring the, to quench the fire totally. The smoke is still coming in. The smoke is still coming out, I mean. And then people who got up there, who got stuck up there, are being evacuated. This is another fire tender. This is another truck of the Ghana Fire Service arriving to also aid or assist quench the fire totally because the other tanks went out of water. So this one is in to help the Ghana Fire Service quench the fire totally. Everything is in order, not exactly in order, but then the major part of the building which got bent is being uh, um, slowed down. The fire has been slowed down in the major part of the building that got bent. So as I speak to you, the Ghana Fire Service, they are doing their best. There are a number of people here, people who were inside the building have been evacuated and others who did not get affected are also moving their things out of the KJTR market and then they are bringing them down to make sure that their things do not get affected. So as I speak to you right here at KJTR market, a number of Ghana police service personnel, a number of Ghana, Ghana National Fire Service personnel and a number of security personnel working inside the KJTR market are here and they are making sure that everything is in order. And that's uh, Nana Yabwachi uh, on the ground uh, for us. And we have dispatched uh, many of our reporters there to bring you uh, this round-the-clock coverage of this uh, developing story uh, in the Shanti Regional Capital with the KJTR market on fire. The reason why this is such an important subject is because of the nature of this market and what it does 
uh, uh, for not only the region, the Shanti region, but for many argue for the sub region as well because he has served as a hub for the northern region in terms of trading and the amount of money that the state had pumped into it to modernize it 248 million euros uh, was the redevelopment cost for that particular facility the second phase was uh, supposed to begin on may 2nd 2019 but there were several delays and was then scheduled to start last year uh in 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 march uh, and and we know that uh, for many who uh, use that particular market, this is such an important market for Kumasi, and many touted as the largest market in the in, in West Africa, uh, not only serving Kumasi, uh, the Kumasi uh, enclave, the Shanti region in particular, but also acts as a, a magnet uh, for traders from neighboring countries such as Benin and Togo as well. So this is this is pretty massive. Um, which was recently developed. The redevelopment started in 2015 all the way uh, to 2019. And then the second phase was supposed to begin. Now, tonight, as we speak, he's been engulfed in flames. Uh, uh, another of our reporters who is on the ground for us tonight, giving us a 360 uh, coverage of this, Nana Yaojima, uh, who is joining us right now. We are hoping that we'll be getting to hear from the fire service shortly. Once we do, we'll take you back there. But let me get Nana Yaojima, who has a different uh, vantage point view on this. And it's on the line with us. And I, Aljima, tell me, we, we, hear, we heard earlier uh, that this was so bad at the point that uh, some of the uh, market women uh, and, and some of the traders there were caught up in the fire and were forced to jump from higher floors just to escape harm. Exactly. Um, earlier, we had some people um, trying to jump from a higher floor to a safe jump. Um, fortunately, most of the people who did that are well, but Two of them were um, whisked away by the Ghana National Ambulance Service. So what we can report is that a lot of the people who were trapped inside Afras now are safe. They've been taken to a safe place. And um, what now is happening is that from where the fire started, the fire service have been able to, um, to some extent, down the flame, even though they are still working to ensure that they do it to totally or completely. The people who are, um, some of the people uh, who own these shops have tried to get access to their shops and they are now um, trying to salvage some of their work. So that is what exactly what is happening now here at the Pedestia Market. A number of fire tenders continue to come in to try help down the flames. Ghana National Fire Service, the police service, and also the ambulance service are all on the ground. Nanu officials are also um, here trying to help these uh, security agencies. And there are a number of people who are also trying in their own way to help these um, uh, um, um, agencies that the um, security officers um, help down the flame. So it's so busy here, even though um, from where I stand, you cannot visibly see the flame. Um, the men are still on the ground trying to help ensure that totally um, the flames are down. And I'm watching uh, our live uh, video feed on the ground, uh, which is pretty close to the uh, to the heart of this fire. And I see that the fire service have mounted now their ladder uh, pretty high up, uh, attempting to try and deal with the flame uh, from those higher floors. Um, Nanaya Ojima, I know you're seeing this on the ground, and uh, you, you've talked about the uh, market women who are caught in this, who have been whisked away in, in ambulances as we speak. Uh, have we learned anything about what may have caused this since you've been there? And I'm, I'm watching on television now. I see that some of the uh, fire service officers who have accessed the higher floors now 
are are now throwing over uh, from at least the the second floor of the market uh, what appears to be some 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 goods that may be affecting and and worsening the fire situation they are throwing them over and 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 sort of um, trying to deal with this uh, on the go uh, we're keeping a close eye on this we're hoping that we get to hear from the uh, fire service uh, chief who's on the ground there um, as we speak right now they're trying to empty the stalls that are higher up uh, because i i believe from what i'm seeing on the television now the fire service officers um, there may still be some materials in, in the building, those higher floor uh, stalls that may be aiding the feather spread of the fire. And they're trying to empty those stalls now, just throwing them over. And now, Jim, I don't know if you've seen this as well, uh, but this clearly is uh, a challenge for the fire service officers on the ground. Exactly, exactly. But um, now the fire service have moved from the floor from which they are throwing the material over to another floor, a higher floor, where they are now trying to douse the flame at the higher floor. But yes, so a number of people trying to get to the scene of the, of the fire to salvage some of their work. And it's, it's very difficult for the police to control the crowd here because there are a number of people uh, who, who, who are affected and they are all trying to get into their shops and try to salvage some of their work in there. But uh, the police have um, on a number of occasions, try to mount barricades to prevent people from getting access to the area. But um, the, 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 the will of the people to get to these places uh, is it's very difficult for the police and the security officers here to contain these people. And then uh, this is such an important market. Tell us more about the Kijitia market. It was one of those very controversial in terms of the development. The market, uh, the traders there have been fighting the KMA over the sh you know, how to distribute the, the stalls. Uh, and but a lot of money had been pumped into this. And I know that the KMA themselves had stated very recently that they were hoping that the second phase uh, of the redevelopment project for the Kijitia market was supposed to be ready uh, and completed by June next year and now we're having a fire that this is going to be a major setback uh, after all the money that we pumped into this uh, more than 250 million dollars nana the kdsl market is a very important market to trading activities in the asante region um when this market was pulled out for reconstruction uh, it, it did affect a lot of business in the Asante region, a lot of the people who, um, who who thrive on business, a lot of the business people were out of business, and it took a lot of demonstrations from the um, traders. Um, they, they tried to stop the government from reconstructing the market. But the main reason for the reconstruction was to ensure that um, incidents like this, that the fire incidents, are dealt with. So um, the, the promise was that immediately this is reconstructed. It will be very difficult to go and this market to start playing and a number of reasons were given by government for the move to reconstruct this market and uh, so it's a very important one in and um, trading activities at the moment the second phase has, has already started but due to some financial constraints it's, it's perfect so the second phase is um until uh, until the beginning of the year was also ongoing and at, 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 at this point it has reached um, an appreciable height, uh, uh, at least two floors of the new 
uh, the um, second phase of this market project has been built. So um, the expectation was that the, the second phase will also be completed, and the people who are supposed to move into the second phase of the um, Kumasi and Central Market um, will get access to that for this uh, for um, trading in, in, in the region or in Kumasi to, to, to you know get the level that it used to be before government started the reconstruction of this particular market. But unfortunately, it, it, that one has stopped, and now this one is in place. A number of shops, about two floors, have been affected, but we are unable to tell the extent of damage that the fire has done to these shops. Yeah, thank you very much. That's uh, Nanayao Jima uh, there on the ground for us in Kumasi, uh, where, as we've been reporting, all throughout uh, the last uh, hour or so, the fire that has engulfed the KJTM market, a major market, uh, not only in Ghana, but in the SAP region as well, considering how much money has been pumped into its redevelopment uh, already. Uh, the phase two of this project, a $250 million project in excess of that uh, project, the phase two is underway after several delays was supposed to be, be completed next year, June. Uh, now it's been engulfed in flames. It's a major setback for the KMA, which of course has been leading uh, its redevelopment. We will bring you regular updates as and when we have it and don't forget if you are in and around that area and have seen anything please share uh, what you're seeing with us on whatsapp zero five five one 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 nine nine seven. you're still live here on news 90s on joy 99.7 fm i want to take you to the upper west region where the uh, ghana health services uh, regional uh, director uh, dr damien uh, punguiri has described as irresponsible uh, the act by the by the act by doctors who were compelled uh, to use mobile phones for surgeries at the Wild West District Hospital. The doctors have said they were forced to use the mobile phone lights for the surgery because the, uh, the theater lamp was not functional. Well, officials at the health facility told correspondent Rafiq Salam that the situation had persisted for uh, over eight months now. But the revelations has angered the regional health director. We'll hear from him pretty shortly. Here's my colleague Rafi Salam with a report. Among the plethora of challenges faced by the Wawa's District Hospital is a lack of a theater lamp. The theater lamp for two years has broken down. Authorities at the hospital have made several attempts to repair it, but has not yielded the desired results. Medical superintendent of the Wawa's District Hospital, Dr. Benjamin Amiyuri, says the lack of a theater lamp is greatly affecting healthcare delivery at the theater. Permit me to say that it's only one that we have. Ideally, we should have had an overhead one um, and then a standing one. But we've had a standing one for the years now, and unfortunately, that only one that we had also broke down. Um, it's really affecting service because the lamp is the second eye for us, for both the nurses and the doctors, when you are doing an operation. Uh, you have your own eyes, but when you are operating and you go into a cavity, a body cavity, you will not be able to see clearly. And it's like walking in the night without a torchlight. You would see that the movement will be difficult. In the same way, Navigating our way through the surgical procedures that we do is a bit challenging, but we've made, we've had to do without them for close to 
um, seven to eight months now. How is he able to perform surgeries without a theater lamp? Um, there are times you would have to ask two or three people to help with their lives. Let me just give you an example. Just this Monday, we had a man who came in with a gastric perforation with peritonitis. The, in layman terms, a hole in the stomach. And we needed to close the hole to avoid the contents from the stomach from leaking out into the entire cavity. And I had to use two lights, one on one side and another on another side, full lights, to be able to see clearly and continue with the procedure. God being so good, we were able to do it. Well, we've been speaking to the Upper West Regional Health Director, Dr. Damien Pungunyuri, who says this has not come to his attention just yet. He is uh, promising to fix it, but he wasn't happy. Uh, with the doctors uh, for going ahead to use the uh, torch lights but, and also not reporting it to him. So there is a lamp at the hospital. What I'm saying is there's a lamp at the hospital. So if it is not functioning, what the hospital is supposed to do is to report to us first. Then we will send our medical uh, engineers, biomedical engineers to assess it to see whether they can fix it. In fact, they worked on it uh, somewhere last, last year. That, that's the indication I got. And it was working. So if and break down again, to report again, so they will go and check to find out whether they can work on it. Mm. Then, if it cannot be worked, then we will start looking at where do we get another one. But if that has not been done, and then you are uh, endangering the lives of patients by using food, which I believe is not even correct, because that, that, that will be an act of irresponsibility. You know, when there are nearby hospitals, you can easily refer. To be operating with, with mobile phones is it's, it's, it's unacceptable. So, no, 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 you, you just said that they brought this uh, problem to you and that the light was repaired, but probably has broken down again. Is it not the case that they have reported this to the office several times and because they're not getting response, that's why they even went to the member of parliament of the area to help them out? What I'm saying is that mm -hmm. it was worked on. If, and it worked, so as, as at now, I don't even know when the, 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 the lamp... Uh, I mean, it broke down again. That theater equipment broke down again. If it does, you're supposed to report. But if they, they didn't report, we are not going to be able to know that the lamp is uh, malfunctioning. So, I mean, we don't have any reports on that facility that the theater lamp is not working. Mm. And, and, and are, you, are, you, are you also suggesting that if that is the case, they cannot be innovative enough and work on people when it's an emergency that they should refer when we know that every every second in, in this situation is count no it depends on the situation you see there is there are lamps i mean the better inside has a uh, light mm. in a gross one that you can see of course you can do that but where you talking of preparation and you have to repair it's, it's a micro level of this so you don't really have to risk you can leave an uh, item that you can also may not be able to switch up properly and that can bring about complications so i am saying that it is probably okay. not we would okay once the story comes out we, we can follow up to the, mm. the to the hospital to find out what is happening so, so that, once that, once you know now what are you going to do now that's why i'm telling you that we will dispatch our biomedical engineers to the hospital to assess and there is the Upper West Regional Health Director, uh, Dr. Damien Pugunyuri. I want to bring in now the Upper West Regional Chairman, 
of the Ghana Medical Association, Dr. Muslim Ibrahim Donko. Uh, Dr. Donko, thank you for your time here on Newsnight. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, Good evening. You, Good evening, Greta. You could join us. And so this is a story of a particular hospital, to be very specific, the Wa West District Hospital. Is this an isolated case? Uh, well, yes, I, as far as I am aware, I also got news of the situation this morning. Uh, to the best of my knowledge, I don't know any other district hospital that is suffering a similar fate. Where the lumps the surgical lumps and functioning and doctors no as as far as i am aware i've not heard of any other district but it's facing a similar challenge your colleagues who spoke to us obviously told us that this is something that had been uh not functional for more than seven months um, okay this clearly is an issue for them um it's something that i've been reported before I mean, you work in this particular part of the country. You hear yeah. your colleagues say that. Do you appreciate the challenge that they were, they were facing and why uh, it had to take more than seven months for a journalist to now get wind of this before the authorities now scrambling to try and fix it? Yeah. Yeah, hello. I'm asking you, you, you hear your colleagues say that, that yeah. seven months is taking. You mm -hmm. work in that area. What do you yeah. say? What do you say to that? The length of time is taking. The fact that they're working under these conditions for more than seven months. Uh, well, the challenges at the district are usually many. I mean, I have worked at the district hospital for quite some time now. Um, well, I've had the regional director. I've had the doctor. I mean, my 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 problem comes even from the the facility level. I mean the. There's a medical superintendent on the ground, I mean, who is a spending officer. So that, I mean, within your priorities, I mean, if you if you feel that the theater is something you have to attend to, I am hope, I, well, it's my expectation that over this seven-month period, I mean, you will have been reimbursed by National Health Insurance over a couple of times, and then, well, you could spend to, to solve this problem, if it's a problem that has been standing for seven months, yeah. So it should have been solved at the facility level? Well, I think it's, it's very possible to be solved at the facility level. I mean, if you look at the theater lamp, well, it's, it's, it's a bit expensive, but I'm sure you can get some in the market that, you know, at a price that the facility can afford if, if that becomes a priority for you. The regional director says the fact that the doctors used the uh, touch light, well, the light on their on their phones for the surgery is irresponsible, yeah. especially when they haven't uh, reported it to him. What do you say to that? Um, well, my my surprise would be that if this was a case that happened at a time when the doctor knew that the theater lights was not functioning, uh, the National Ambulance Service is there. This case could have been referred to one of the facilities in Wad. There's a Wad Municipal Hospital and then there's a Wad Regional Hospital. And then a referral to any of these facilities could have probably saved their life. But I'm not sure the circumstances under which they were forced to enter theater. Uh, but if, it's, if, if you are aware that your theater light is not functioning and the only light that is available to you is a torch light or a phone light, then I think reasonably the case could have been referred to the regional hospital. But I'm not sure the circumstances, as, as I've emphasized. So 
it's difficult to 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 speak authoritatively on that. I mean, you you chair the the association there, the Ghana Medical Association, in that. Yeah, region. sure. Generally, I mean, what's the status of facilities, health facilities, in that part of the country? Is it up to standard? Generally. Um, yes, I mean, once you have your accreditation as a district hospital, I mean, you have been regulated by HIFRA, National Health Insurance, both of these people come in to inspect your facilities and satisfy that you can operate at that level. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, yes, I mean, you don't have all the things you wish you had, but you have the basics that you can do it, yeah. Thank you very much. That's the uh, chairman of the Ghana Medical Association in the Upper West Region, uh, Dr. Moslem Ibrahim Donko. Still listening to New Studies on Joy 99.7 FM. George, your face here with business. Hello, George. Hi, Ivan. And uh, coming up in business, February inflation rates drop with the second time this year to hit 52.8%, driven by cities' marginal stability, as well as some stable prices of petroleum products and bondholders receive payment for coupons and principals for maturities on February 6th and 13th of last month. The business news on Newsnight is brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business. Alliance Life and Ghana Pay. Hey, see the plenty money you are carrying this early morning. Adey. Mm, Charlie, he'll have He'll have you do what? As for you, you wait and listen to all the information before you start carrying money up and down like we are in 1995. The he it has come. But you know, MTN will always find a way to sort you out. Ah, sort me out, listen. Oh, so you don't know that when you transfer money between your personal accounts, cash in and cash out at agent points, buy airtime or data, pay bills, receive remittance from abroad, or even pay taxes, there are no e-levy charges. Hey, we are sure. Listen, there are a number of transactions you can perform with your MTM Momo that are not affected by the e-levy tax rule. Hmm. And there's even more, cra. Remember your first 100 Ghana City transfer for the day is free too. Hey, na me more. <laughs> now, dear, you know. There are a number of transactions you can perform with your MTN Momo that are not affected by the e-levy tax. So keep enjoying the security and convenience with MTN Momo and make payments on the go with MTN Momo. MTN. Son, we are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you import them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks, and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets, plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom. And my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 40 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osu Akwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Community 1, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase K and USD campus, UC. Cape Coast and now at the Marina Mall Airport City or call us 0302 764101 764209 or 762792 visit our website www.kingdomgh.com Keys What could be simpler than a key? 
who doesn't have a key? A car key, an office key, a drawer key, but there's one key that rules them all. The house key, the key to a place we call home, the key to the home where everything comes together, the key to a home that is our own, a home where we make life happen with our families and loved ones. Adoha has been working hard for over 30 years to make home ownership within reach for many. Say yes to property with Adoha. Your dream home is one call away. Your dream home is a few clicks away. Visit our Accra project, The Place, by calling 030-27-89757. You welcome back to Business on Newsnight. Now, bondholders that didn't sign up to the Domestic Debt Exchange Program have started receiving payments for coupons and principals that matured last month. Joy Business had seen emails showing that some commercial banks have indeed credited the accounts of these bondholders. Now, this was after the Bank of Ghana finalized the process in transferring bulk funds to these commercial banks this morning. The payment covered bonds that matured on February 6th and also on 13th of February 2023. The finance ministry has indicated that it will come out with a payment plan to handle those that matured on 20th February and the 7th of March this month. Two other stories now. A gold foil program is helping the Bank of Ghana to make some savings when it comes to its dollar reserves. The central bank, for instance, has cut the amount of dollars it sold to the bulk oil distribution companies at the auction done on Tuesday, that is March 13. 2023. The Bank of Ghana was supposed to have sold $30 million, but it was reduced to $20 million. The Bank of Ghana maintained that it was as a result of savings made from the gold oil program, forcing them to cut the amount that they will auction to these bulk importers. In a related development, the Bank of Ghana is projecting to save about almost $5 billion every year under this program. Now, these are monies that should have gone to these bulk oil importers to finance imports of finished petroleum products. Vice President Dr. Mahamadou Baumia disclosed this at the opening of a new corporate office for the bulk oil storage and transport company around South Legon here in Accra. Two and a half months ago, you are at 23 cities per litre. Today, you are at uh, 12 cities and falling. That is a good point. But let me note that, let me point out that the most important aspect of the gold for oil policy, action in fuel price, but the most important aspect is the savings in foreign exchange that the Bank of Ghana will make as a result of the lower demand for forex to import oil. That saving is huge. We are 40 60% of our oil imports under this policy. The goal is to move to 100%, and that will be done this year. We will see this done with, and we'll work with the BDCs uh, to, to make this happen. Vice President Dr. Mama Dubami, let's stay on this sector because the price of crude oil has witnessed some significant traction in just the past hours on the international market. Some of these trading platforms are quoting $65 a barrel for crude oil. And this is the lowest since 2021. The decline is linked to issues surrounding liquidity concerns of some banks in Europe. If this trend should continue and that should impact 
positively on prices of petroleum products at the pumps. We understand that we should be expecting some significant reduction at the pumps from tomorrow. So that will be interesting for you to watch out to see the oil marketing companies and what they will be quoting for you as a consumer. Now, inflation rate for the second time this year witnessed a marginal reduction according to data released by the Ghana Statistical Service. But what has influenced this reduction? And have we finally seen inflation peaked? There is more in this report. Data from the Ghana Statistical Service revealed that the reduction was mainly due to the drop in prices of foodstuff on the market. This has largely fueled the city's stability as well as fairly stable prices of petroleum products, which impacted on prices of petroleum products at the pumps. For the first time in more than a year, the food component of inflation dropped marginally. Items imported was a major driver of inflation for the month of February as it posted an inflation rate of 62%. However, locally produced inflation stood at 49%. The data showed that transport inflation was about 70%, a development which could show that inflation could have gone down further if it was the recent increases in fares. But a question on the minds of many industry watchers is that, has inflation rate finally peaked? Well, the Ghana Statistical Service has always argued that it's early days yet to project that the inflation has now started slowing down. And that was a business tax report. Let's still stay on inflation because the government's statistician, Professor Samakobnenim, has been given more reasons as to what accounted for this marginal decline. So you can say that the contribution in terms of sl the slowdown that we recorded in, in February 2023 was more from the food side because of the stability that we recorded in non-food inflation. Country we also price changes in um, utilities in the first week of um, February. So we did indicate that once there are price increases in particular items, we're going to capture these price changes. And indeed, it did reflect at that item level. But we need to be careful in saying that that item level contributed to the reduction or otherwise. So although we did capture the price changes in utilities that we recorded as a country, in the first week of February, its net effect here could not have pushed the rate of inflation upwards, but rather we've seen a net effect of a year-on-year -year going down by 0.8 percentage point. And that is a government statistician, Professor Samuel Kobdeni. Now, British Council says its Illumina UK network will facilitate programs and promotion between trade Ghana, between trade, between trade that is Ghana and the United Kingdom. Director of Programs and Partnerships, Solomon Owentini, said his outfit will continue to explore diverse programs and strategies to leverage on opportunities aimed at support in Ghana. He spoke to Joy Business at a business networking cocktail. So the Alumni UK promotes trade for both countries in the sense that we have a lot of young artists in the area of arts and culture. So once they're able to develop their movies, they're able to, as it were, team up with their colleagues in UK um, to give them the platform to be able to, uh, the bigger stage, to be able to, um, as it were, do business within the arts and culture sector, within the area of uh, clothing. Those are all beats. So they are all areas that um, youth are able to do business within the UK counterparts. And so that's one of the areas that we are promoting uh, through this uh, alumni UK in country. 
And that is uh, Solomon Antoine, he's the Director of Programs and Partnership at the British Council. To the stock market, MTN continues to rally on the stock markets as went up by six pesos per share today to close at one Ghana City, 16 pesos. Society General was up by nine pesos to close at 81 pesos. Unilever also was up by 32 pesos and is now worth three Ghana Cities, 60 pesos. And that's all uh, for business on Newsnight. And it was interesting development on the international market. Crude or Brent crude dropping to $65 a barrel. Yeah, um, and this you've been reporting is the lowest since 2021. It's a major drop. Mm. And we everybody's expectation is that this will then feed into how much we're paying for it at the yeah, pumps. Yeah. And, and, and to talk about that, George, you've already reported the vice president talking today about how much we're saving the as Bank a country, of Ghana will be saving um, for, because of the go for oil yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but for me and for oh, I, almost everybody else who's a consumer when mm. it comes to uh, petrol and, and diesel and, and your cars, it is what it means for yeah, you when yeah, you drive yeah, to your yeah, favorite yeah, the pump. Yeah. The vice president today yeah. has said that as of tomorrow morning, we We're should expect prices to go down up up to up to ten percent reduction. Interesting. Up to ten percent reduction. But even just quick one, you can realize that the reduction, the increase that we saw with the past month was not because prices was going up at the international market. Yeah, right? I mean, th th there's definitely more to analyze as far as, as that is concerned. But this is the, pr uh, the vice president talking about what you can expect to pay tomorrow when you go to your favorite filling station. It says up to ten percent reduction will hit your pocket tomorrow. Next week, uh, it's not actually, Provincial has just said, it's not that far, it's tomorrow. Tomorrow we will see the decline in prices that, that we expect. I mean, you, this is remarkable. It, two and a half months ago, you are at 23 cities per liter. Today, you are at uh, 12 cities and falling. That is a good point. But let me note, that let me point out that the most important aspect of the gold for oil policy is not just the reduction in fuel price but the most important aspect is the savings in foreign exchange that the bank of ghana will make as a result of the lower demand for forex to import oil that saving is huge we are currently importing about 50 to 60% of our oil imports under this policy. The goal is to move to 100%, and that will be done this year. Uh, we, will, we will see this done, with, and we'll work with the BDCs uh, to, to make this happen. The Vice President, so expect that tomorrow, George, when you uh, drive your vehicle, I'm, I'm ex my, my fuel is just pretty low. So you want us I'm, to I'm hold not on? Buy, I'm not, I'm not buying fuel uh, tonight. I'm, I'm waiting tomorrow I, morning. I, I want to, to manage so. my expectation about the margins because you, you hear some of these oil marketing companies saying that, you know, you know, they're trying to manage their costs, you know, their input costs and all the rest. So sometimes what is projected is not what you might realize even mm -hmm. at the point. But one critical thing, Evans, is that the increment that we saw last year was not 
necessarily because there was a huge spike in crude price on the international markets. It was because of the Ghana cities depreciation. So it means we're using more Ghana cities to get the same volumes of finished petroleum products. Now that we've seen that stability, that should feed into prices as well. And also what is happening just over the last two weeks, crude prices are also dropping. So looking at these two factors and then coupled with a policy that appears to be saving us some because if you engage some of these oil marketing companies or bdcs they also do a projection and that is factored in the price that if they think that the city is going to depreciate in the next two weeks that is also factor factored that in. in the pricing factor that in. so now that we've seen that marginal stability we should be seeing prices coming down at I mean, the and, and the point you made about why we saw significant um, increases when it hit those twenties, yeah, you, you put it down um, largely because on the series depreciation even depreciation. One of the reasons why the gold for oil policy was introduced was to help deal with the problem of yeah. the city's yeah. depreciation. Yeah. Now we've seen some stability. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some may suggest that the gold for oil policy is possibly a factor. It could be a, a factor, in, but in not, that, not that the major reason. No, It could be a factor in that. And then secondly also, we've seen the reductions um, recently yeah. uh, at the pumps when it comes to petrol that has yeah. dropped uh, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. from yeah. the high of 17, yeah. I remember, yeah. uh, uh, to, to now in the region of 13, 18, etc. And that has been a subject of a lot of talk among yeah. you know experts in the civil society space um, who have made the point that the reductions we see on the pumps should not be put down solely not 100% to the no. uh, gold for oil deal. Listen to Adam Yakubu. He's a research and policy analyst at the Institute of Energy Securities. At the moment, on the international front, prices of petroleum products are dipping. They are falling. So when you pick the SMT platform prices for petroleum products, you realize that the prices have fallen by 2% for diesel, about 4% or 3% for petrol, and about 8.6, almost 9% for LPG. Then you look at our domestic front, the performance of the CD over the last two weeks has relatively been good in a sense that it made some 2% gain against the CD, 22% gain against the dollar. So when you put those factors aside, then you look at international crude oil prices has been dipping consistently over the last two weeks, consistently, because the the last time it went up was around the, the 28th February or so, where we saw the price do about $86 per barrel. But as we speak at the moment, both the WTI prices and the Brent crude oil prices are all on a downward trend. Diesel is in about 804.85 per metric ton, and petrol is in 790 or 794 dollars per metric ton against previous prices which were slightly higher and so for government to tell us sorry is a result of gold for oil it would look uh, quite ridiculous because you ask yourself when was the policy announced right yeah the policy was announced on the 25th of november 2022 implemented in the early days of January, and the first consignment actually hit the country on the 16th of January 2023, right? Mm -hmm. 40,000 metric tons was what we received. 
As for the next consignment, the second consignment, which is what we we received, came in on the 28th or 27th of March, uh, mm -hmm. February, sorry, 2023. Mm -hmm. And that we were sold about 75,000 barrels. Put this together, gold for oil policy has not done up to half of our domestic consumption of petroleum products for a month. And so how then, because even per government's argument when it started, they told us that the, the policy would only see full fruition when it hits about 50% of the entire consumption per month. Remember, in a month, we do about 300,000 metric tons. We do about 160,000 for diesel and about 140,000 for petrol. So put together 300. So if a policy that is yet to see full fruition, because implementation is one, but the actual product coming into the country is another thing, right? So how if we say that uh, gold for oil is what is accounting for the, the, the drop in the prices, when even the international market prices are dropping, what... So, George, bottom line is that the current reductions you've seen at the pumps, it's not um, solely no. because of gold for uh, uh, oh, what we've, the numbers put in together. The city stability is a, is a major reason, and and the fact but, that but, but that's the point I was making yeah, earlier. Yeah, the city stability. Yeah could also be attributed, attributed to, to, to go and right. And yes. if you look at the Bank of Ghana's auction done, done just last Tuesday, they're supposed to have sold about $30 million to these bulk importers. But because of this whole program thing, they had to scale back that amount to about $20 million. So the goal for the oil program is, is a contributory factor. Mm. The fact that also good prices are dropping on the international market, that is impacting the price codes for the finished petroleum products. And also, you've seen the city stabilizing. It's, you are not seeing those spikes. You've seen about more than a month now. So that would, again, contribute to prices coming down. But it might not be fair to say that all the reduction we are seeing is solely because of this program event. Mm. Thank you very much, George. And uh, we're looking forward to tomorrow morning uh, seeing that up to 10% reduction in the price of petrol, diesel, and other petroleum products at the pumps. Let's do sports now. Emma Bow is here with details. Yes, well, Evans uh, is uh, you know, looking forward to the unveiling of Chris Hewton and uh, Executive Council member of the Ghana Football Association, Odro Safo. He has revealed uh, one of the reasons why the FA decided to hire Chris Hewton, you know, transitioning from being a technical advisor to now the head coach of the team. According to him, the association wanted to ensure continuity in the Black Stars after the team's walk up campaign, which he describes as impressive, and also having been impressed with the performance of Chris Hutton in his role as technical advisor, they thought it wise to get to settle on him as uh, the next Black Stars coach. I had opportunity to talk to the man on about three people talk, spoke to the man one-on-one, one-on-one, on one, and we saw that the man had a desire to work for Ghana. So we said, okay, if that's the case, then we want to make you a technical advisor to be with the team. At least we can monitor you from there. And then we took pains. I, for instance, I never knew anything about Chris Hutton until he came here. So we started reading about him, reading about him. And then after the competition, we knew that Otoado 
even if he, he, he have won the World Cup, wouldn't have stayed because he had a contract and he was going to respect that contract. So he, he will go. So we will find a coach and a replacement. We met as ESCO and we asked ourselves, what do we do? And we said we should continue. Because the players that we have now are players that we are going to use for the future. Because if you have a, a players that have the age range of 24 years, then that means they can go in future to about 30 years. Yes, so that's uh, Odrosa for the events at uh, 8. The big game between Real Madrid and Liverpool will be on on Joe 99.7 FM. And of course, Liverpool looking forward to overturn the deficit they suffered at Anfield. The question is, can they do it? Can they, you know, get a comeback against Real Madrid? We'll wait to see at 8. Of course, we will wait. Uh, thank you very much, Bao. So, live your news tonight is on Joy 99.7 FM and the minority in Parliament. They are tonight demanding that the Health Minister, Kwekwaju Mamenu, be stripped of his national award that was conferred on him by the President yesterday. Now, some Ghanaians uh, who excel in their various fields of national endeavour over the years on Tuesday received national honours and were presented with awards for their meritorious services, hard work and sacrifices and contribution to the national development. The awards were dominated by uh, contributions made uh, in the fight against COVID-19. The health minister was one of them. But today at the press conference, the minority uh, insisted that the health minister simply does not deserve the award. Listen to the argument. The minority in parliament is deeply concerned about the manner in which yesterday's national awards ceremony held at the Accra International Conference Center turned out to be a final attempt by declaring persons being investigated by Parliamentary Committee of Enquiry on their stewardship in the management of COVID-19 funds. The National Award Scheme, instituted by the first president of Ghana, Dr. Kwame Nkrumah in 1960, presents high honors to Ghanaian citizens and institutions who have distinguished themselves in service and sacrifice for the maintenance and advancement of our country. In as much as the minority agrees with the principle of duly recognizing the efforts of deserving awardees, we are of the opinion that yesterday's event lowered the high standards previously set and maintained by previous award, awardees by commingling deserving and undeserving awardees at the event. For the first time in our history, persons whose conduct are currently being probed by Parliamentary Committee of Enquiry were publicly decorated with high honors in a desperate attempt by the president to finalize the corruption clearing process that he began during the message of the State of the Nation address in Parliament. The sensibilities of Ghanaians are ever being tested by, by this government and it beats the imagination of reasonable Ghanaians how a minister who not so long ago was investigated for the manner in which he flouted our procurement laws to award overpriced contracts for procurement of Sputnik V in what looked like an underhand dealings to defraud the state was given the high honor of the order of the voter. He says the information minister should also uh, be stripped. The minority in parliament believes that awardees, including the Minister for Health, the Minister for Information, and others cited in the Auditor General's audit of COVID-19 funds, and other undeserving awardees should be stripped of their national honours 
in order to maintain the sanctity of the awards. Otherwise, we risk a situation in which deserving Ghanaians will shun the awards altogether. Thank you for the opportunity. And that is the minority spokesperson on health, Minta Akando. A typical Ghanaian community is unique because of the people who live in it and how they relate with each other uh, traditionally and sometimes how closely knit the community is. Today in a Ghana Man series, we take you to Napdam, a district of the Upper East region, and tell you the uh, five communities, uh, tell the story of the five communities together called Zoliba people and how a majestic mahogany tree binds them together. Pelungu, Damolgo, Logori, Zanlirgu, and Dagliga. These are five distinct communities, each with their chief, elders, and people. But the five communities together are called the Zoliba people because of their common ancestor. Zemri migrated from Kusa Zuluk and settled at the current Lori community and gave birth to five people. He decided to discuss with them that they cannot all be in one place because those days, you know, war can break out. And so he decided that the Pelumu, who was uh, his firstborn, Yamsia, should go behind him and settle. Then the Damolgo, who is Yempu, should settle just closer him. And then he decided that the Lore, who is the last born, should stay with him. Over the years, the people of the five communities of Zoliba have continued to relate as brothers and sisters. If there's a problem in Lore, the problem is exactly for the whole of the Zoliba community, likewise the other communities. And that's why we are one family. But this bond between the Zoliba communities was not created just by word of the mouth. The bond is represented by this majestic mahogany tree, which is a shrine for the communities. That is our ancestral shrine. And that's it. For Ghana Connect tonight, on the back of that Ghana Man series, I'm going to hand you over to a woman who is strong and sassy. Hello, anyone. On some days, and some days not so strong and not so sassy. Oh, really? I've because never seen that's... you not so strong before. You always look formidable. Well, because I'm coming to work. But I'm just saying, I mean, you <laughs> like know, that. every everybody has their moments, private yeah? struggles and their moments. Yeah, yeah that's so. True. We're not always strong. But I like your topic today. Children and motherhood. A woman's right to choose. Yes. To choose what? To choose when they'll have children, mm. how they will have children. So it's not a conversation um, about, okay, I want to have a baby. So I don't care if my partner wants to have a baby or not. I'm going to trick him and I'm going to decide. It's not that kind of conversation. Wow, okay. <laughs> I can see the shade there. It's not that kind of conversation. It's more of the kind of conversation, Evans, that we know that, well, there was a study by Princeton that was done, that as a woman starts to have children, if she's at a really good place in her career, um, after the first child, her earning power drops by 20%. Oh, nothing, nothing. And 4% for every consecutive child after. Wow. On the flip side of that, men's salaries go up by 6%. Wow. 
per child. The more babies you have. The more responsible they seem. Mm. So you can imagine that if you're, let's say, a 27-year-old woman and you're doing really well, you may want to wait a little bit mm. um, because of how it affects your ability to earn. In the past, you know, that window starts to close after 30, mm-hmm. um, where, you know, you're not as fertile, your eggs are not as good. But guess what? Now you can actually freeze your eggs. You can. Yeah. So at 25 or 26, you can take your eggs out, have them frozen, and decide, you know what? I'm going to do what I got to do. And then maybe when I'm 38, I can decide to have a baby because then it may not affect me where I am financially. And then at 38, I can decide that, you know what, my body is maybe not as strong as it used to be, so I'm going to have a surrogate to have my baby. Yeah. It's still my egg. It's still my husband's sperm. Different it's woman. another woman that's carrying it who is being paid to. The thing is that technology and, I mean, International Women's Day this month was a lot about technology. So technology has given us a lot of options. And somehow in Ghana, Africa, it, it's something that we're not talking about too much, you know, because there's always the, oh, you know, if you're not having kids, then pray, or, you know, oh, have children, it defines you. But we want to broaden the conversation tonight. Hmm. You did, Bob? No, I want to be part of this conversation because I'm just sitting. I like that Princeton study. Mm. I, I think it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Really. I really would love to. You need to send that to me so I can read more about this okay. because I need I to will. have a Ghana connect on this, actually. One of those days with yeah. women, actually. Yeah, yeah, it would be great. The more children you, know, you have, the less put, your earning put, power. You can put men and women in the room and mm-hmm. have an honest conversation about, about it. And also, that same study also showed us that women who go for interviews and don't talk about children are more likely to get hired than women who go for interviews and and refer to their children. Because they're seen as a liability. Yeah. You're going to want to go home. The children are going to want are going yeah, to be my, my sick. There's going to... You know, exactly. But men get more respect for it, though. It oh, is man. not a farewell. I am looking forward to this conversation. You don't want to stay with Anima Limado and her guest. Uh, look, who, who is on? Who is on? Who is on? Okay, so I have Dr. Demi Lecha on. She is the Deputy Director for Total Family Health Organization. And Dr. Nita Asamoa Menujima as well. It's it's a very... Like, Charlie, today we'll go talk. No, I've, met, I've met them. And yeah. We are very, very, very serious people. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. You're very, stay. very welcome. Listen, even if you're a man, don't run away. Listen.
good evening and welcome. This is Strong and Sassy on your Superstation Joy 99.7 FM. I'm really excited about tonight's conversation. And if you are listening to us, uh, me talking to Evans, then you know why. It's everything to do with motherhood, children, and choices. What the show is not, is not a show um, where we're going to discuss why you should or shouldn't trap your boyfriend into having a baby when he doesn't want to. It's not that kind of show. It's the kind of show where we're actually going to talk about options that you can take in choosing when you want to have a kid, how you want to have a child, whether you're ready or not, and the real options that are out there because of technology that allow you to make these decisions. Um, a few years ago, it wasn't like 